listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. What's up? We're back again with two mystery guests today and Carolyn, who's not a mystery, but she's mysterious. Miss Tyrius, if she had a clothing brand like Michael Scott. Let's see who's on. If you jump on, uh, Carolyn or mystery guest request to join so that I know where you are. Oh, I see one. I see one. That's the number one. Who else we got here? Where are they? Good to see everybody, by the way. Good morning. Oh. You guys aren't going to do separate phones? No. His phone's going to die. Oh, Cody. by my charger. Unbelievable. It's Cody and Mindy Spencer. Do you think 35% will get us through an hour? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Where's Carolyn at? She went to the corner store. (laughs) (laughs) She's never coming back again. Um, Carolyn, where are you? I don't even know if she's there. What's up, Lauren? Heather? Is that Zanya? Is that the way to say that? How you guys doing? Cool name. Bro, we're great. Good? Yeah. Just waiting to close on a house. Come on, somebody. Just waiting. Any day. There she is. Good Lord, it took forever. Um, did you have a 5 a.m. workout this morning? Yes, we did. My Lord. Nice, nice and early. Look at dedication. How was the store? Was it good? The store? I said you must have ran to the corner store. I don't know where you went. It's ten thirty two. What's the big deal? Oh, God. God's looking for people that'll be on time when this trumpet sounds. I don't hear anybody. We're getting breakfast for kids and making <laughs> beds. So. Look at this look at this boy. You sound look like at a this boy ripping me up. I know. This boy boy's ripping me up with his nails. My son and I wrestle and he just rips my skin apart with with his Dang. nails. Good lord. But I feel like that's one of the things that like causes instant rage as a parent. When a kid like <laughs> pinches or squeezes your flesh. Rips your face down with their nails. Probably causes instant rage in anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I don't like it. I can imagine Mindy getting pinched and taking it well. <laughs> and, and messing up. Um, I was going to say, for those of you that are jumping on, people are like, please tell me who the mystery guest is going to be. Please tell me who the mystery guest is going to be. I was like, <laughs> We're not telling. You're going to have to log not on. Not us. Um, here. <laughs> I'm glad to see you guys. I love you both. And uh, I get to see you again soon. 14 days, 15 days. Close, baby. So We're close. close. We're so close. For those that don't know, tell them about it, Pastor Cody. 
Man, we got the 10th year of Uproar Conference. It's crazy. 11 years in a row with you guys. 10 years yeah. as technically doing conference. Mm -hmm. yep. um, pretty wild. Youth and young adults. Bro, I'm like legitimately nervous. Like pray for us. Because we've never had this issue before. So like normally maybe 100 people show or, like pre-register for conference because right. it's free. And then like a thousand will show up throughout the weekend. Dude, we're at like 450 pre-registrations. I have no idea how many people are going to be here. Pray the fire marshal doesn't show up. Just get the bathrooms ready. Get ready to <laughs> set people up outside. Get some big screens out there. Yeah, man. Bro, we're ripping all, all the chairs out. If oh, we yeah. have to, crisscross applesauce on the floor. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to matter. No, it's going to be incredible. So for those the, that don't know, the Uproar Conference, it takes place every year uh, in Horseheads, New York. And um, Pastor Cody and Mindy have done such a phenomenal job. This year, what are the dates, Cody? The 29th, 30th, and 31st. It's the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the last ones of the, uh, of the month. It's going to be amazing. So if you guys want to find out about it, go online to theuproar.org. The 29th is the first day, right? Yeah, yeah, it's that Thursday, yeah. the 29th. 29th. <laughs> Dude, I'm pumped. We got the your Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. We got, we got, I know. Lee is going to preach a session tonight, this year. What? Wait, which session is it? Are you haven't told anyone yet? We normally never midnight let anybody know. But yeah, she's going to burn the midnight oil for us Saturday night. No, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be Saturday afternoon. She's going to set it up for, for Brother Ted to just murder it. Come on. Um, Y'all have guessed me up preaching. way too much that people are going to come with such expectation. They're That's a good thing. I know. I'm going to be front and center on that one. <laughs> yep. I'm making I'm making big poster board signs that say "Fix your face." Oh Look, my we got God. ones that there's someone says we're coming from Maine up there. Yeah, that's nice. what I'm talking about. That's Dude, awesome. It's that's what crazy. I'm talking about. Just people all night. out of nowhere. All, all night. night. Look. All night. We might have to do all night. How Seriously. can we? How can we? What there won't can we be say to justify to not doing all night? Well, here's the thing. Now that we're back in the in the house, we could go all night if we wanted to. We could. So, like, what? Nobody's gonna kick us out. Before it was the arena, like, hey, you guys got to go. Last year was like, well, we really don't want the cops called us on us at like three in the morning and find a couple hundred right. teenagers in the building yeah. <laughs> during exactly. the pandemic. So it looks like it looks like we could go. Adults night. can yeah. come to any of it. Yeah. Susan said, yeah. "Can adults come on Saturday? I want to come." Yeah. 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 yeah, we'll yeah. We'll adults are welcome any of the nights. It's gonna we be good. Are adults. So <laughs> I, I want I want to say, you know, for people that are um, jumping on the broadcast, you know, share it on your story, share it on social. Uh, this is going to be a good day because we're I put it in the uh, title this way. Avoid the trap that's destroying destinies. And I really believe that um, Carolyn and I have both talked about this, written on this. And now uh, Pastor Mindy just dropped a book that just came out of well, a few weeks ago, really. Yeah. Yep. And um, called Kill the Copycat. And it's dealing with the trap of comparison from your life to somebody else's life. What what really uh, brought that about in your spirit? Like what, what got that in your spirit to write on? Well, um, I think a lot of the times I know for myself, um, it's something that the Lord works out within me. Um, you know, marrying into a family that is – 
you know, all ministry. I didn't have that background. So marrying into that, there were such high expectations. And, you know, I found myself really getting discouraged a lot because I was like, dang, how am I going to live up to these expectations? You know, this is new to me. I don't know how to work through these things. So, um, you know, that all of these things that are in the book are all things that the Lord worked out in me. Um, and I'm thankful for it because, you know, I, I've seen now in today's world, especially through social media, you know, it's easy to look at someone else's life and come fall into that and compare or strive to do everything that somebody else is doing and miss everything that God has for you. So, right. um, you know, through that, God kind of dropped this, that it needs to be talked about. And really as a, up until the end of last year, you didn't really see anybody talk about comparison or anything. Yeah. It's big time now. So it really couldn't have been any more dead on with the timing of what God's trying to say to people because mm -hmm. so many people have fallen into it. It's true. And Carolyn, you've dealt with that too on, on a little bit on the podcast and, and mm -hmm. stuff broadcasts we've done. What, what really got it into your spirit? I would say how social media has grown over the years. Like I, I didn't have to um, battle that on a big platform like it is now for kids and it is now for moms and it is now for adults. I mean, really, and, and right. any one, any gen, any generation, right. because it was more like within your circle where you can, you know, who the five friends you had, you're comparing, you know, what they had versus what you had or, right. you know, how their personality was. But then as you, you know, as I became a mom and as social media, that's like re really took off. Like Facebook became big first. Facebook was for colleges. Then Facebook opened to everybody. And then it was Instagram. And then there was Twitter. And you could just keep going on and on with different yeah. platforms that you could download and be a part of. Well, then now you are looking through the filter of someone else's life. But see, that's kind of basically what it is. You're getting a partial look into their life. And you know, I, I was like looking today at Instagram and uh, at different stuff. And I was like, man, you, you, you do it. You're like, man, look at their house. Look how clean it is. And yeah. look how yeah. it's like set up. And I'm like, man, where am I feeling? Like, I'm not there to, you know, have that picture perfect pottery barn looking house. And then you can fall into that trap. Like, am Easily. I not good enough? I don't have enough money. I don't have this. I don't have that. And you're, then you become looking soulish. You're looking inside at yourself only. And like you said, like Mindy said, you will miss out on the path, on the plan, on the purpose that God has for you. And it's this generation of what does somebody else have, especially right. with those fashion bloggers and this and that. And mm -hmm. do you have that? And I don't, you know, and half the time it's all staged. It's like, that's not even their house or their True. car they're leaning right. against or, you know. They're only showing you the clean corner of their house. The rest, the laundry's piled up in the background. Know. You know what's crazy is um, people might remember this, but like, um, you know, all these ads pop up all the time. Like I can remember like Facebook ads and like Instagram ads. Remember that dude that would always like pop on your feed that would be like, you, yo, you want to see how to live like I live working like five hours a week. And it was like, he'd walk through his yes. garage where there'd be like Lamborghinis and then he'd go into his big house and his yeah. pool out back and hot stuff. Uh, they did a report on that and they found out like that he was filming those ads, but all those houses were rented. Like, yeah. and, and, like the stuff wasn't really his, like even like, yeah. like the cars and stuff. And it was just like, 
it's it's such a facade you know it came out years later that even with uh mtv cribs that a lot of those people were showing rented houses and rented jewelry yeah, and right. rented cars and stuff stuff that was on loan like it wasn't even theirs and we're people are sitting back like oh i wish that was my life like it's not even their life you know what i mean it's like it's true yeah no it's it's crazy because you know you'll and we, i've even seen this like in ministry it's hardcore in ministry even with Absolutely. people comparing you know how somebody preaches or how many people they have in their church or the anointing right. and how the gifts move. And what they like, have, what we don't right, have, how right. they get around, how I don't get around. It's insane yeah. to me. But a lot of the times, you know, we can look at somebody else's success, truly success, because they've put in years of hard work. They've been diligent to the Lord. And maybe we're just starting out and we look and we compare ourselves. And it's like, you're in, you're in two completely different spots in life and your walk with Jesus. So it's like, just a, a thing that's just taken off through social media and it's run rampant, but it's thrown so many people off course to what God has for them that they're missing it. And, you know, one of my greatest fears is what, you know, I saw throws is I don't want to stand before the Lord and see everything that I missed because I got caught up in focusing on somebody else's life or thinking that I wasn't good enough or capable enough where he had it laid out for me. So, yeah. yeah, it's just, it's a crazy thing. Absolutely. And, you know, like, you know, I quit comparing my body to Cody's a long time ago. <laughs> I just feel that way with Mindy's hair. Yeah. I've just turned to bulimia at this point. <laughs> and uh, it's been helping me. But um, my teeth is, I had a problem with my teeth. But other than that, um, but it's, it's true. Like, what does the Bible say? You know, comparing yourselves among yourselves, you're unwise. That's right. You know, to compare one to another, it's, it's really... And I see, like, that's why I put it in the con uh, into the title as avoid the trap that's destroying destinies, because what ends up taking place is if you um, covet somebody else's position or their ministry or their anointing or like whatever, whatever thing that they're doing that you're not called to do, right. the trap that people fall into is they start to then try to imitate Mm -hmm. something that they were never anointed yeah. to do. Yeah. And then what happens is because God never told them to do it, they burn out their strength, their resources. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they burn relationships up all because they're attempting to do something for appearance sake that yeah. God never, never anointed them to do, never called them to do. Exactly. And it's so dangerous because people have to, uh, be able to be fulfilled in the thing that God's called them to do. You know what I mean? And do you, what do you, what do you think? Like, obviously there's a level of insecurity in the kingdom that, that discipleship has to get you through. Right. It's so true. You know, she actually has this verse in here that, that works perfectly with the direction this is going James chapter three, 14 and 16. But if you're bitterly jealous and there's selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy, selfishness, or uh, God's kind of wisdom, such things are earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For yeah. wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, they'll first find disorder and every kind of evil. Every kind of evil. That's every right. Every kind of evil. That's a crazy thought that really comparison produces every kind of evil. Right. That's right. Right. And yeah, and you see that. Yeah. 
I mean, and that's just it. It it comes down to extreme insecurity, you know, and for for women, most of the time, it is that insecurity where they fall, you know, comparison men, what I've seen is that it comes through pride. Well, I'm gonna outdo this. It's competition and pride. So but still all rooted in insecurity, which comes out of not knowing who you are and what God's called you to and having that right. firm understanding that your identity comes from Christ and he's established you and he's given you a call and a purpose that right. doesn't look like anybody else's. And a lot of people miss that. What What are you seeing, uh, Cody, even as the effects that it's having on students, you know, in, in 2021? Well, you got to think like it was easier when we were kids. All you had was rocket power on TV and, right. and Steve Irwin wrestling a crocodile, you know? Yeah. Like right. it, it was a lot easier. Now it's what it, it's it's four platforms that they get to compare themselves on. It's it's insane. It's some of them are still living on Facebook. You have, I mean Twitter Twitter exists, not really not you got, for youth, but Instagram you and TikTok. Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat. Snapchat. It is it is just it's it's literally encompassing all of life. All of life, and this is what they get to look at all day long, is mm -hmm. this level of, I don't have this, I want to look like this, I should be like that. And it's running them rampant, and there's not enough people teaching, like, man, are we here to please God, or are we here to, to please right. man? And we right. have people being taught to be man-pleasers, and the church largely is missing discipleship, and, and it's our job to, right. to, to give them that, that fatherhood, that mm -hmm. sometimes the motherhood, and really bring them to that next level that's missing. And it's sad because they got the world discipling them really well. TikTok. TikTok discipling yeah. them really well. Sad. Like, what about that dude on TikTok that thinks he's a preacher, but he's actually, he's like the, the gay kid that's like, you it's know, Jesus, Jesus said racist things and all that and then apologized for it. Dude, like, TikTok theology is some of the dumbest, absolute dumbest stuff right now it really is it's mind-blowing um anyway makes everyone look like morons yeah <laughs> yeah you know, and it's but, like it's like anything else any platform can be used for good oh yeah um you know it's like back in the day people thought youtube was just for cat videos you know and now we see what it's used <laughs> for i mean that that's what it was, was it? Like, funny cat videos but like uh, you know, now it's used for education and every other thing. Yeah. And you can get the gospel out, obviously, on any platform. Yeah. Dude. But you look at what people's flesh leads them to do on platforms. You know, like, mm -hmm. Carolyn was dealing with this the other day. I'll let her talk about it. But, like, you start seeing, like, moms and their kids, like, dancing in booty shorts. And, like, talk about that, Carolyn. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Talk about it. I'll well, delete my I, video. I, I, <laughs> Send them to me. I'm, just, I'm just I'm just tired of seeing especially parents do this thing with their kids and then they wonder later what happened why are my kids yeah. why are my kids sleeping around why are my kids over flirtatious why are my kids this but it's like let's let's go back to your videos and you have them in booty shorts dancing to rap music for 30 seconds and you're next to them i saw a dad right. the other day i think that's what set me off is i saw a dad doing it with a daughter and she's over there her arms out and her her butt shaking and i'm like what are you teaching this generation right but that also gets them to compare other little girls are looking and saying 
Yes. Oh, I want to move like that. Look at that dad. That dad's cool. My dad would never do something like that. And you get yep. to this this awful mindset that mm -hmm. that's teaching them. And a lot of the parents they want to be seen just as much. So, I mean, that's, that's the key. Yeah. They're going to drag their kids down because they want to be on video and they want to look cool and they want to bring, bring the level down, um, right. you know, to, to what, but it, uh, Tiffany was talking to me this morning about it and she's like, I'm sending you this article. I thought of you and you need to do a broadcast on it. So <laughs> I think when I get yeah. back, I'm going to be doing a broadcast on it because parents are literally dragging their kids down that's and true. they don't even realize it. Yep. I don't even realize it with the smallest even, thing. Even, even how, even to another level, even in your own home and how you communicate, you know, if you're a parent or a mom and you're always complaining about your body or, you know, talking about somebody else's body or complaining about how you don't have this or that or whatever, you know, mm. they listen to that. And now it's just building and, and sowing those seeds for them to grow up insecure and question everything. And am I going to be good enough? And am I going to be those things? And, and it's just, we've got to stop doing that. Yeah. And establish identity yeah. for the word of God and model that, you know, it starts in the home with our kids. You know, one of the things that really helped me because I, I'm like Mindy, like, um, you know, went to church and everything, but never was in the the ministry family. So you get married into it and you, you learn a lot and you, but you know, you, you have the opportunity to really compare and really yeah. be competitive. And mm -hmm. I will say that the thing that, that has helped me is getting the revelation of God having a custom made situation, a custom made yeah. blessing for your life. And so we're always, I always look back to um, David and Saul. And that moment yeah. when he had to fight Goliath, mm -hmm. he was offered to wear Saul's armor. Yeah, and good. so it, you, you realize this could have been a turning point in the Bible story. For sure. <laughs> it, Big time. You guys that are watching and listening, this could have been, this would have taken the story a completely different direction. Yeah. He would not have defeated Goliath if he chose to wear someone else's stuff. And so that story always comes to my mind and helps mm -hmm. me now in life. I don't even get to that point of comparison right. or, you know, every once in a while things will pop up in life and you always have to beat it down because yeah. we are flesh. And, you know, Paul always talks about sure. constantly warring with the spirit and the flesh and you got to push it down. Mm -hmm. But it always makes me you know, and I teach my kids custom made, you got something custom made for your life. You got something that yes. no one else can have. And, and you look at them and, and you can't wear what they're doing because it's not custom made for you. Yep. And you're not going to accomplish what God has for your life. You're not yep. going to defeat the, the giant. You're not going to move forward yep. unless yep. you operate in the custom made that right. God has yep. for you. That's right. And that's kind of yep. like the teaching I have with our children and myself. It's like, <laughs> you know, what they have is great. But what you have is going to be built for your life. What you have is going to be better for you. Yeah. You know, yep. and I always yep. think about when Ted preaches about when he puts on someone else's tiny coat, you know, in a service. Or super big coat. It's true. Or super big, and it doesn't work. And you're not going to mm -hmm. walk in your purpose. And you're not going to walk in what God has mm -hmm. just to fit your life. It's yeah. not going to look the same. You're not going to get the same results. Right. You're not going to receive the same blessings. And so, you know, you got to get that mindset. I can't compare because I got mm -hmm. something custom made just for me that God yeah. has. And that's what I want to walk in. Be and happy for them. You yeah. know, 
and, and things that I've had to work through is I will make sure I encourage, I make sure mm -hmm. I compliment, I make sure yeah. I sew because that's it how you your, overcome it. Keeps your heart right. Mm -hmm. It keeps you to overcome it when you operate that way. Yeah, and the, the key is when you you take that coat off of somebody else and try to put it on yourself. The thing is, it looked great on them because yeah. it was yeah. made for them. Right. right. But then the same exact coat looks mm -hmm. terrible on you. Mm -hmm. It's droopy or it's way too tight because it's, and then I always use the, I always use the example. If I put on a coat that's far too tight for me, it's now restricting my, my, uh, my movement. I can't yeah. do what I'm supposed to do. And that's what David said. He said, I've not proven this, mm -hmm. which that's, that was an important point. I don't know if you've ever read uh, Malcolm Gladwell's book, David and Goliath. No, I didn't. Uh, the business book, but it's, it's very interesting. Um, he talks about uh, things that um, nobody really thinks about in that story. I don't know if I believe all of it, but like some of it was very interesting because he dealt with that. I've not proven it. Whereas the advantage that David had over Goliath was that uh, Goliath was this big hand-to-hand -hand combat, close-up fighting guy. Whereas David came in as artillery and he had a ranged weapon and he was quick to move and he was, all those things wouldn't have been possible with that armor on. And right. so the thing right. God had always it, it would have weighed him down. It would have yeah. slowed right. him down. Yeah. yeah. That's the point. And so, you know, he would have missed out because like, here's what people end up doing. It's like God has used you one way through your life and your ministry. And then you get up to your largest thing and you're going to switch how God's used you and try to change it all up because of how everybody else is doing it. Right. Yeah. You know, be, be happy and satisfied with the way God's been using you mm -hmm. and don't worry about how God's using other people. It's true you know, because what, what you're doing uh, and what he's used you to do in the past is what he's going to what's going to help for him to use you in the future. Like yeah. I dealt with that in further faster where I was talking about every previous battle in David's life prepared him for Goliath, mm -hmm. you know, like the reason, and he explained that to Saul. He's like, listen, God's put, lions in my hand he's put bears in my hand i've cared for sheep all of those steps have led yep. me now to goliath god will in the same way god will put goliath in my hand and he didn't have he didn't have to switch because of the comparison and they tried to compare everything on david well yep. look at your occupation yep. you don't have look at our occupation versus yours Look at our age versus yep. your age. Yeah. Look at our battle experience versus your battle experience. Look at how we're dressed versus how you're dressed. All the things they tried to compare in David's life, and it still didn't matter. Right. Yeah. And I well, think that's the key. The crazy part about it, too, is like, I, I feel like comparison is such a natural thing, and we have to teach yeah. against it because it's a, it's a work of the flesh. Mm -hmm. So if we don't teach to celebrate, if we don't teach that you're custom made, then mm -hmm. that is the natural offset mm -hmm. for people to go to. Like, I know, I know people get upset when others compare, but like, what else are they going to do? If they don't understand they're custom made, of course, they're going to find someone to mock and mimic. And it, right. it, it's really, it's more of like, man, it pulls out my heart that people can't put on their own coat because they think others look better or others yes. fit them better. Yeah. And the fact that they've just missed it that they haven't been told the truth, that they don't have an identity from heaven, that that really they're shortchanging themselves because it hasn't been taught. Right. It's a work of the flesh. 
And yeah, this, that's why these books are so important. Why Carolyn's podcast is so important to, to handle that mm -hmm. so we can actually have freedom. And think about too, because here's the real, here's the trap too, because um, there is negative comparison and there's positive comparison. Right. Right. So, yeah. the, you know, if we, if we ruled all comparison out completely, right. how could we obey Paul's instruction to imitate awesome. me as I imitate mm -hmm. Christ? Yeah. Right. You know, because you can't imitate somebody without observing them and then comparing your life to theirs. Right. Yeah. So, so there is a positive aspect of comparison, right. but it, you know, the, one of the ways that we can really, um, judge ourselves about whether we're doing it in a negative way or a positive way we look at number one like what types of feelings are are um pushing us to compare is it jealousy is right. it en envy is it pride or right. is it meekness because yeah. i think i think and you guys can speak on this i think one of the things that happens let's say we encounter a, a comparison or or we see somebody you can respond in multiple ways. You can say like, well, if he can do that, I can do that. Well, that's pride. Right. And the, or you could say like, well, why don't I have that? I'm going to get that. Well, that's envy or jealousy or covetousness. Right. Mm -hmm. But then on the other hand, if you're saying, you know what? I want to increase and, and here's your feeling moving forward. I don't know everything. I'm, you know, I need help. I need to know how to get to the next level. Uh, there's obviously things in my life that might be holding me back from increasing in my calling. I want to find somebody who's already doing it. Mm -hmm. And I want to compare myself to them and see for the purpose of seeing where I can improve. Right. Then it becomes positive because now it's meekness and humility that are pushing mm -hmm. you to compare yourself to somebody that's greater than you. That's doing it better. Yeah. Right. Yeah, bro. It's almost like, how can I improve? reaching my destiny versus how can I live their destiny? Yeah. I feel like it's really the thought is like, am I trying to live their destiny or am I trying to improve what God has called me to do? Yeah, That's great. it. Easy litmus test. And I think it, I think it just takes a consistent heart check because I think a lot of the times that's how it initially starts out. We have people we look up to who inspire us that we, we want to strive to be more like them in the aspect of success and how they go after it. But it can quickly become comparison or yeah. copycatting their life. If we're not consistently saying from those standpoints, am I now jealous and, and yeah. or do I just want what they have now? Or am I staying consistent in that place of like, no, they inspire me to push myself to do better, to get more in my word, to, to pray, whatever those, you know, those things are. But that's why I, I talk about it in the book is that, you know, it's definitely okay to be inspired by somebody. We should yeah. be inspired to grow and be around people who are at a higher level than we are, but to do those heart checks. So we don't fall into that place of now, because then it turns into like an obsession, right? Because you become obsessed with what you're doing. And now you're just striving and grasping at things to, to fit into your life that they have. And yeah. that's where it gets dangerous. So just doing those constant heart checks and making sure that, you know, am did I fall into jealousy? Did yeah. I fall into only wanting what they have? Or am I still in that place of, okay, 
you know, they're inspiring me and I'm going to yeah. do better for myself. Still, still in my lane, still doing yes. my thing. Like, exactly. That was a good idea. Or they're motivating me to do more exactly. and, you know, uh, or, yeah. you know, everybody takes stuff from everybody. I like that graphic. Nothing let me, let me do that and tweak a little bit, but I'm still yeah. going to make it my flavor, my thing that God's called right. me to do. Right. And being okay with, if, if everybody's doing something, because, you know, we're in the era of podcasts and all of that. And I know even when I started mine, I was like, very like, I'm not doing it. I am not going to do a podcast. I was actually really mad when the Lord was like pr nagging me because I'm like, what is there? We don't need another podcast. There's like a million podcasts. But you know what? It comes down to just simple obedience to what he's asked because he'll give you a, an influence that this, these people might not have. So there's, but if at the same hand, you know, if I wanted to do it and he didn't tell me to do it, I'm not going to do it just because everyone else is doing it. So it's yeah. like just being so keen to the, the, the leading and the voice of the Holy spirit for your life. Because if he is calling you to do something that seems like everybody's doing, well, then he's going to give you a specific and he's going to give you a specific audience and who you're going to reach. That's and if right. he hasn't called you to do it, then just don't do it. You'll yeah. feel fulfillment yeah. either way. That's yeah. right. That's simple. That's absolutely right. I had the same struggles when I was going to mm -hmm. step out. But Ted was like, you realize there's billions of people in the world. Exactly. And who you look at or who you listen to is not reaching all of them. He's right. like, right. you're going to have your own following. Your voice is going to be attracted to certain people. Right. What you teach, how you present it, you know, is right. going to be a certain people. And if God's telling you to do it, then that's all that matters. Yeah. But I also like what Mindy just said. If if it's not, you're doing it because everyone else is doing right. it. It right. won't do well. No. And you might as well just not do it. No. Yeah, you got to do what the Lord tells you to do. Yep. You know, like I dealt with that early on, you know, because like, you know, in a ministry family, you know, all of my, all of my family members were on television. You know, my dad, my uncles, my cousin, you know, everybody was on television. And I was like, you know, you could easily look at that and be like, well, I could be on television too. You know, it's like, but I told people from the start, I said, unless God yeah. ever tells me to go on television, I'm not going on. Right. Because like, I'm not going to waste my strength, my yeah. money, yeah. none of that. Uh, yeah. If God does it. And then God opened all the doors and see, I didn't make any moves until God opened the doors. And then a couple of years ago, God opened the doors himself. And then you know what happened? After God opened the doors, and we base this on Psalm 127 and verse 1, uh, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain that build it. So when God did it, then guess what? All of the resources were there. All the bills were paid. You know, everything. the provision came because it was an instruction from the Lord and not me doing something in the midst of comparison. Yeah. And that's what happens. Get yourself in some really serious financial trouble yes. if you do things based on comparison and not when God opens the door. Because when yeah. he opens it, he'll take care of the finances. When you open it on your own, <laughs> you have to figure You're out the resources and it's a lot harder to figure out. <laughs> God pays for what he orders. That's yeah. an important thing. Yeah. Uh, by the way, those of you that are watching uh, live, put some. You, you can put questions in the comments or you can put them in the question section. Uh, and we'll get to him. Noxie said, how do you tell between your own voice and God telling you to do it? 
Is it a thought in your mind? Is it an actual voice? How do you know when you have a calling? And one of the things I believe that's so important is this is why Christians have to be people of prayer. Because if you don't pray, how are you going to get communication from God if you don't talk to God? That's true. And if if people don't pray, one of the things we said a couple days ago is some ways you can just by process of elimination rule things out. You know, like, well, obviously, if I think about it, this thing that I'm feeling to do, the devil doesn't want me to do it. Right. So it's not a demon <laughs> spirit or the devil. My flesh doesn't even want to do it. Right. You know, like, yeah. so right. that only leaves one voice. It's the Lord that's leading me. Like, you know, it's just interesting when you just use something as simple as that, you know, well, would God want me to start this ministry? Okay, but does my flesh want to do it? Not really. It feels intimidating. Would the <laughs> devil want me to start a ministry? No. So, you know, you, you can sometimes do it by that. But um, the Bible says, Jesus said, my sheep know my voice and the strangers they will not follow. That's going to say it when you took a breath, but you never took a breath. <laughs> Go ahead and say it, Sister Carolyn. No, you already said it. <laughs> my, my sheep know my voice. You can know the voice of God. Yeah. That's right. You know, um, it, it's interesting. My my aunt, uh, Pastor Colleen Shuttlesworth, said something one time that was interesting. Uh, she said, it's, it's a really strange day we live. It's a sad thing when people that are Christians can't tell the difference between the voice of their best friend and their worst enemy. Yeah. Well, the Holy Spirit versus, you know, Satan. And it's, it's like you've got to be able to know that the Lord's talking to you and you know, his voice as a Christian. And so it's a great question, but you, you know, especially with big life decisions, I would yeah. say you need to fast and pray. Yeah. You need to fast and pray. Yep. You need to by the peace of God. And, That's and right. you're, gonna, you're going to feel it. Your, your inner man, you're going to feel an unsettling, uneasy feeling if it's the bad choice. And you're going to feel an overwhelming peace if you're stepping into what God has for you. But so many people miss it um, because they're, they're not paying attention. We need to pay attention to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And it comes with a peace. Every decision can come with a peace. Even if in your own mind, you might be intimidated. You might right. be nervous or or of the unknown but there can still be a piece that can lead you because it's overwhelming it's it's you know you're taking the right steps right. um and a lot of times i know for myself i can be a little more stubborn in things and what no the holy spirit will nag you <laughs> <laughs> he will nag you though like it is a thought you know everything that you know teddy just said of like the enemy doesn't want you doing those things. Your flesh probably doesn't want you to do those things. But also, you know, if the Lord really wants you to do something, mm -hmm. he's, there's going to be a nag. It's going to be a constant thought that it doesn't matter what you do. You try to ignore it. You try to push it away. It's no, you need to do this. You need to mm -hmm. obey. You need to get this going. And I mean, it is a constant thing that does not go until you choose to say, okay, I'm going to obey right. and I'm going to do it. And then there's an, a, a rush of peace and, and that will empower you. It will give you strength to do and fulfill what God has you to do. Absolutely. Yeah. And God's, you know, people think about this. The Holy Spirit is a person. Yeah. And, and, and one of the things now, this is crazy. 
Um, I heard an author say this that's not even a Christian. And we'll get to that question. How do I get relief from night terrors? Um, I heard an author say this that's not even a Christian. And, and it made me think about the Holy Ghost. He said, um, I'm not one of these guys that keeps like an idea journal for my books. Like where, like, oh, that's an idea I might write a book about. And then he writes it down. He said, if I get an idea, he said, I won't write it down or do anything. He said, you know what I'll do? He said, I'll, I'll just like have the idea, go throughout my day. I'll go to bed at night. He said, and if I wake up in the morning and that idea is still there in me, he's like, I know it's an idea that sticks with people. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? What an idea, because if the Holy, if it's the Holy Spirit telling you he's a person, and as Mindy just said, he's going to keep on telling you. You know, he's going to work on your, you're going to have that leading and that conviction in your heart. It's not going to leave you alone. You know, that thing that's pressing in you, like, this is my calling. This is my ministry. You know, I heard Dr. Mike Murdoch say one time, usually the thing that irritates you the most about life or whatever is going to be part of your calling. Mm -hmm. You know, when I, when I first wrote uh, Praise, Laugh, Repeat, it wasn't because I sat down, I was like, I need to write a good book. It was like, I was so tired of seeing young people at yeah. the altar with cut wrists and cut arms mm -hmm. and depressed and suicidal and, and anxious. I was like, I'm done with this. There's got to be a way out for these young people uh, to get out of depression and anxiety uh, and uh, panic attacks and suicidal thoughts. And I prayed and fasted and the Lord led me through the word and gave me all those ways out biblically. And uh, it sticks with you. It, it drives you, you know, that's, that's how it is. Um, what would you, Pastor Cody, what would you um, tell somebody that's dealing with really a spirit of fear, terrors at night, an anxiety? Yeah, well, we know it's a spirit. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. So that's, that's going to require a level of taking dominion in prayer, casting mm -hmm. it out, casting it off, whether you're saved or unsaved, and uh, taking authority and then thanking Jesus for freedom. I know it sounds simple, but it, it really is that simple that as a believer, you have dominion and authority yeah. over those things. And yeah. We know God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. So the, That's right. the, truth, the truth is simpler than a lot of people like it to be. And it's pray in faith, in dominion, that, that this, this demonic spirit would leave you alone, that it would flee your house, flee your mind. Right. That you have freedom from it, that it has no right, no voice in your life anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and put on a, a power, put on power, put on love, put on a sound mind yeah. and stand in that. But also realize that uh, my pastor will say it like this. The devil's like a dog. You can send him to go sit in the corner. But often if you turn your back, they'll try to run out. Is that that, that, that dog will try to get out of the corner, but send him right back because mm -hmm. you have authority that. It might try to come and knock again and see if you're going to let your guard down and, and just open the door right back up to that, that encounter, but stand mm -hmm. strong and send it back to the corner and dominion and authority yeah. uh, that, that the Holy Spirit gave you. The other thing, too, uh, cultivate an environment in your home of Good. peace. You know, yeah. don't many times we fill the environment with things that uh, can can allow that stuff to come on us, you know. Uh, and things things do affect your mind and will end up affecting your spirit. You know, if you have if you have issues with that, take a look at what you're watching. Yeah. Take a look at what you're listening to. 
you know, take a look at what you're reading uh, and, and what what people around what people you allow around you. You know, there's my friend, Pastor Joel Toller in the UK. That's right. So, I mean, uh, cultivate an environment where the Holy Spirit is dwelling, you know, mm -hmm. worship him at home, put on worship music. My wife's very good about that. You know, she'll while she's cleaning, while she's praying, while she's reading, while she's helping the kids, while she's teaching, we'll, we'll have uh, worship music, praise music. They'll, we'll dance around the house. I mean, you know, you've seen her Instagrams where she's singing into the, into the spoon and dancing in the kitchen and all that, but that's not just put on like that's, that's our house. You know, we have that environment of praise and worship because when you praise the Lord, we come into his presence. In his presence is fullness of joy. And at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. The peace of God is in the presence of God. Yep. And uh, so I would, I would encourage people to develop an environment in their, in their own life where they're um, right. cultivating an atmosphere of worship all the time, where they're in the presence of God. Yeah. Yep. You know, in Luke ten nineteen, it says that he's given us all authority over the enemy. So you really got to get a revelation in your mind that you have all the authority. You have the opportunity to draw that boundary line around your home, your family, your environment. Yep. You know, you are the allowed. We, if a door has been cracked open, we got to look back and say, what, what did I do? What did I open? What did I bring into my atmosphere, my environment that I need to shut out? I need to kick out. I need to get rid of. And so it comes down to getting that revelation of your identity in Christ then gives you that infilling of the Holy Spirit gives you the boldness and you got to speak the word. But, you know, like he said, you put on the worship music, but you know what? You get to that point because you become numb to the things of the world. So like what could bother somebody else isn't going to bother me. I could have the news on around me and it's not going to draw fear to me. No. Because I know what the word of God says. I know. And I don't receive it. I know what I stand on. I don't receive it. It's all lies. You know, there's two fathers out there, the father of lives and lies and the heavenly father. Well, I serve the heavenly father, so I will never right. listen to the other dad. I got I got one that I listen to. And so but for some people who don't know that. So if you're at a state where, you know, you need to start studying the word, you need to know what the word of God says and how much authority you have and how the enemy has nothing. That's a revelation that you might need to start studying and get down in your spirit, man, because then when something is on. It doesn't even phase you. Like, I wouldn't look at the TV and be like, oh, really? Like, that could happen? Like, that that would never happen right. in our situation, yeah. in our home, you know, between us. So you got to build yourself and get up to that point where it's like you're not moved by the world. You're not moved by a spirit of fear. You're not moved right. because you know where it comes from. When you know where it comes from, you could stand rightful in your authority and be like, you know, get out of here before I slit yeah. your throat. <laughs> kind of how I feel. Very violent. I'm very, very violent. violent with him. Yes. But you know what? He's not a gentleman. And right. he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So I right. think he's pretty violent. So, hey, exactly. the violent take it by force. And you want right. to throw it down, I'll throw it down with you. <laughs> yeah, Carolyn will hey. send me Mortal Kombat memes you before I sleep breathe. <laughs> I get. I'm I getting get. one of them, <laughs> I get Mortal Kombat memes before I preach. It'll be like Sub Zero destroying uh -huh. people and just say finish him mm -hmm. she's just like <laughs> i'm married to a violent woman 
Because I, I, he, he's just, he comes so violent. He, he comes does. so, like, mm -hmm. I just think of John 1010 10 all the time. So yeah. I'm like, why are we just going to banter back and forth with him? Why yeah. are we just going to give him any room and just coddle the situation? When we have the authority to end it right then and there, I, I, don't, I don't like it. Like, he, yeah. you know, he, he, when the devil is so bad. And I feel yeah. like it's not portrayed yeah. that way anymore. It's just right. so, like... You yeah. know, it's a little here, little there, but it's like we yeah. could say one word and end it, one thing and end it. Yeah. So well, it's crazy like that you know you go for it. A, a lot of people are so soft towards it. Like, yes, it's, it's, they're like, well, I just, uh, God, if you could please give me not a spirit of fear, but a pop, like, yeah, this begging if thing. You, as if as, like, you can do was, it, Lord, if you. What do you say all through the, the New Testament? Right. I'm coming around the corner with a 44 Magnum with a nine inch barrel. Like you're, you're not getting like, will you please e exit my house? I don't appreciate you being here uninvited. Like, just please don't take anything expensive. Like, like I'm coming with two pit bulls and a couple of guns. Like you're, you're not going <laughs> to do well breaking into the house. Right. And yeah. And you're Christians not going to so soft towards the devil. Instead of taking dominion and standing in what the Lord has for them, they'll, uh, they'll just, well, God, if you could pretty please do this, it would be great. No, like, take a stand. Put your foot in the dirt. And, and don't just stand and, well, you get out. But take a forward progression of, no, I'm going to escort you out in the name of Jesus. We're all roughly. done with this. Yeah, yeah, roughly, by the back of the neck. Just We're that little bit of hair by the back of the neck. Yeah, that's right. You have to learn your authority you have to learn it you don't need to ask all throughout the new testament they said lord are you willing are you willing and he always said i always i always think as his face yeah. looking at them like are you joking me right now you know yeah. he said i am willing so you know you just come sure. to the lord and you speak in your authority and you handle the devil because he's going to handle you if you don't handle him so someone's going yeah. down it's not like it's one or the other it's a, it's a, who's going to get handled <laughs> bishop oyedepo teaches and has taught uh from that passage in matthew the bible says that the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force um, one of the things that he taught on was violent faith. And the point in that message was that there are giants in every man's promised land. There are giants in every man's promised land. Even though God gave the children of Israel the promised land, it was already theirs. But and this was always interesting to me. When they got there, there were giants living in their promise. But don't you find it interesting, though, that God spoke to his people, told them he gave them the promised land. They already traveled there. But don't you find it interesting that God never one time mentioned the giants when he was telling them about their land? He knew they were there. He knew they were inhabiting the land. But he never thought it was important enough to mention the giants to the children of Israel. Because he, he, he had this... Obviously, he wanted them to have an understanding. If God said, it's mine, it's mine, which is why uh, Joshua and Caleb, the way their report came back was so pleasing to God. And it's also why when you read about the report of the other 10, that the Bible calls it an evil report. Yeah, It was evil because it contradicted what God already said. That's good. 
And the key is the devil doesn't want you to have any of the blessings of God. Doesn't want you to have any of the things God set aside for you. He will try to fight you at every turn for every promise. And without violent faith that takes what God said is yours, the, the giants will remain in your promised land. You yeah. can be saved and sick. You can be saved and busted and poor and broke. You can be saved and anxious. You can be saved and fearful. You can be saved and depressed. You can go to heaven not having the full benefits that God gave through Christ to the church. But that's not God's best for you. So in order to take those things now, you have to develop a violent faith that says what Joel just put in. He, they looked at the giants and they said, they are bread to us. Mm -hmm. uh, they said, we basically, they said, and I love this other thing, and their protection is removed from them. Those Good. guys understood that if God already gave us this land, it doesn't matter how big the giants are. Their protection is removed from them yeah. and they're bred for us. That's so true. You know what's crazy about the, because the, they were the descendants of the Amicalites. I probably botched that, but that was like an undefeated people group <laughs> yeah. before. I hate the, names in Old Testament. They are the so worst. Amalekites. It was an undefeated people group, <laughs> and they were looking at it in such a natural sense of like, well, this thing's never been defeated before. Like, oh, yeah, right. you're right. The God that defeated, like, the Egyptians, the God that split the Red Sea, the God that that fed you manna, the God that had a rock follow you through the desert to provide water. Yeah. You're right. He brought you here to lose to someone else who, had, who who's undefeated. It's like, who's going to win? What are you going to do? Go back through the desert without Jesus? You're going to go right. back without food? You're going to swim over the Red Sea with Pharaoh's like armies, like mm -hmm. with their chariots touching your toes as you're swimming back across? Right. He didn't bring you out there just to swim back across. No, but that's I think it. It comes back to again, the two knew who they were and they knew who their God was. Yeah. The other ones struggled because they had doubt and fear, a lack of knowing who they were and knowing who God was. That's right. Right. They, like they missed it. When you know who you are and you especially know who your God is, there's you're unstoppable. You can't fail. Look at Mindy bringing this conversation back on track to comparison. Look at it's true Look though. I'm just saying. Professional MC right wow. here. Okay. We're back. Why she got this? Back. Why she got well, this? you know, brother brother Glenn Karen put in the comments a few minutes ago, Daniel eleven thirty two. The those that know their God yeah. will be strengthened and will do exploits. Great and exploit. uh, you you have to know it. It's exactly right. That's that, There's Brother Glenn right there. The people that know their God. And I'll tell you an interesting thing about that verse is that that Hebrew word for know is the same uh, Hebrew word that was used in Genesis where the Bible says, and Adam knew Eve and she bore children. It doesn't mean that just like have an acknowledgement. It means to have an intimate relationship with. Those who have an intimate relationship with their God will be strengthened and will produce exploits. And that's the key. He can't be your part-time uh, friend. You know, he has to be your everything. You know? Yeah. It's so Good. true. It's so absolutely true. Well, Mindy. Mindy I was going to say, do you have your book you can hold up for everybody? Oh. And see what it looks like? 
There it is. There Kill it is. It. Happy cat. You it's guys it's reversed know. on my screen just because you're using the front-facing camera. Yep. But kill the copycat. Where can they yep. get it? Amazon. Yep, right on Amazon. Um, if you're going to be at conference, you can purchase it right there at conference as well. But, oh, good. Um, you know, if you have to order it, you can order it right on Amazon. Are you still doing that thing that's a special at conference where, like, if they buy it, they get that bookmark that's a lock of your hair? <laughs> yes. I'll have one whole side of my head cut. Shave. Shave it. <laughs> can, can you buy a book from a divor recently divorced woman in that case? <laughs> <laughs> so they can go to Amazon mm -hmm. and they just search uh, kill the copycat. Yeah. Kill the copycat, Mindy Spencer. And uh, they can get it there. If you're coming to conference, you can get it at conference. Uh, yeah. Once again, tell them how to get all the details on conference, Cody. Yeah, hey, you can go right to theuproar.org, mm -hmm. and all the details would be there. Uh, there's three three little segments you can pick. Just pick Conference 2021. It will go right to um, right to an entire page of details and content and all that stuff. Or you can find us on Instagram, The Uproar Conference. We don't exist on Facebook. We got kicked off. Ah. Um, <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> Multiple times. Banned. I have a warrant on Facebook, essentially. <laughs> it's um, so sad. But, yeah, you can go right to the Upper Conference. Everything is there, and uh, I'm excited. I'm just excited about it. Do you have the book information or any of your – I do, Noxie. If you go to my Instagram, I posted it a couple days ago. So you can get the information. Or if you follow Mindy, you can yeah. get it on her Instagram as well. Or just go to Amazon and put in Mindy Spencer, and the book comes yep. right. Kill the copycat. That's all you got to type in. You'll find it. And now, question. Is there a, a digital version yet? No, not yet. Okay, but you're going to be coming out for Kindle and Apple Books too? Yeah. That's great. <laughs> if not, Ted's going to make you right now. You have to go yeah. do it now. Yeah, we love so you guys a lot. I want to make it available to, you know, everyone. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, around, and that will help around the world. Are you going to put it in different languages? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Starting with Maybe. our Portuguese fam. Right, right. Brazil. There you go. We love you guys. Thanks for hanging with us today. Yeah, thanks we for having us on. Excited you. to see you. Yes. Well, We're excited to see you. Yeah, I didn't realize it was so soon. It's soon. I'm there. Guys. It's very soon. We love you all. Have a great one. This will be the replay of this. If you missed any of it, will be on Instagram TV. It'll be on YouTube, Facebook, and the podcast. We love you guys. Love, love you, love you guys too. Thanks for hanging with us. Later. Bye. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.